Hello guys and welcome back to the Get Comfortable Being Uncomfortable podcast. I'm your host Tamara Santucci. We are chatting all things the secret to attracting and holding in money. This is going to be a really, really important and just informative and valuable episode for you if you really want to feel into the energy of I'm abundant. I know that this is possible for me. I want to get out of scarcity. I want to get out of this lack and I really want to help make my money work for me. Disclaimer, I'm obviously not a financial advisor. This is more to do with the energetics and the mindset behind money as well as taking physical action. So if you are completely ready for that, let's get into the episode. But first, weekly recommendation. I just want to give you a quick tip. Yesterday, I was having a little bit of a day and I had finished listening to the Rise and Conquer podcast. And then all of a sudden, Ed Milet's podcast um, episode titled The Power of Now came on. And he, as soon as he was like, are you feeling stuck? Are you feeling? And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. And then he started going into the episode and basically... This is your reminder to, if you've put it, been putting things off, if you have been feeling stuck, if you have been just not like gaining momentum and gaining confidence for yourself, there is such a power in doing things right now. So if you have an inspiration to clean your room, do it right now. If you have an inspiration to message someone, message your boss, or have this idea, take action on it. Doesn't matter what time it is, take action on it. doesn't matter if it's like illogical or it doesn't make sense. Take action on it because there is such energy in doing the things right now that makes a difference rather than like there's a lower vibe to the idea, to the inspiration, to that energy later on down the track. Like there is such power in doing things right now. It creates momentum, it creates confidence, and then you just have this skyrocket effect. So that's that for you. Let me know guys as well, if you want to hear, um, anything specific on the podcast, obviously season four, I am putting a lot of energy and time into my podcast, especially this season. And especially this year, I really want to take to it and allow it to just grow even more. So let me know what you want to see. I'm going to be having guests on if there's anything specifically like topics that you want me to talk about, any segments, any like just fun things that we can do to make this podcast even better. And obviously I am creating this for you to get the most out of getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So I would love to hear your input. And as always, if you do resonate or gain anything from this podcast, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It helps the podcast to grow. Okay, let's get into the episode. I am sharing all about the secret, the secret to holding and attracting more money. This is basically what I like to call being the embodiment of wealth, being the embodiment of abundance, being the embodiment of money, right? Embodiment means just feeling that energy in your body and acting it out. Okay, but first things first, we need to understand the 
energy of the basis behind the energy of wealth and the basis behind the energy of money. Because when you have that understanding, it becomes so much easier to switch your mindset and switch your perspective to attracting and holding in more money and just essentially being the embodiment of abundance and money. So I'm just going to take a sip. Pregnant girly, she needs her hydration. So at the core of everything, everything is energy. When we strip ourselves down, when we strip down our tangible items, everything is energy. At the core of everything, everything is energy. We are made up of energy, right? So there's like, oh my God, I have like a, a, a hair on my lip. There we go. I got it off. My goodness. It was so distracting there. So, so when we strip back the tangible product in our, in our lives, as well as ourselves, everything at the basis of it, there's a certain energy to it that makes up who we are, that makes up what the phone is, that makes up like there's certain coding to it that creates, this is a phone. This is a microphone. This is how this, this car works and how much power it has and how far it can go and what it looks like and everything like that. And what we look like and how we're made up, right? There's so much coding and there's so much, I guess, like there's so much like that makes it all up, right? But it's us that ultimately attaches the emotion, attaches the meaning, attaches the attraction to a certain thing, to the certain products that are in our lives. That's why you might really like Celine handbags and I am obsessed with the brand Oriton, right? Oriton, Oriton. Anyway, you might be obsessed with like this certain Mercedes and I might be too. You might be obsessed with like, you might only wear Nike, but I might not be wearing Nike. Do you get what I mean? Like it's us that attaches the meaning and the emotion to certain things and it's no different to money. We attach, there are certain coding, there are certain beliefs, there's certain programming, there's certain feelings that we have towards money and towards the meaning around money that makes up our relationship towards money and makes it either harder for us to attract in and hold in money, or it makes it easier for us to attract in and hold in money, right? If people have and are brought up with such an open, expansive mindset to what money means to them and there are no ceilings and it's limitless and it's an amplifier and it's such an amazing, powerful thing. They're going to have an amazing relationship to money because they have been brought up, because they believe it, because they've been programmed into their mind and into their body, that that is what is their truth. Whereas for us, for other people, it might be Money comes hard. You have to work to earn your money. You have to struggle to earn your money. Money doesn't grow on trees. Um, what else is there? Like money makes you greedy. Money makes you a bad person. There's no good that can come from money. Money doesn't buy happiness. So then we have this certain programming. We have this certain belief and this feeling already that's predisposition for us to like automatically go against attracting in and holding in money because money is bad and money equals greedy people. Money means I'm going to be a bad, greedy person or I have to really work hard for money. And I just, there are so many other things going on in life. So then automatically you are like 
distancing yourself from being able to easily attract in money because of your programming, because of your beliefs, because of the meaning, because of the emotion behind money. So when we start to understand, actually, money is just energy. Money is neutral. It's us that we need, we need to change our programming, our internal mindset, our internal energy system and programming towards what money means to us, redefining our relationship to what money means and what I want it to mean and what I want it to be able to provide for me. When we start to unpack that for ourselves, money starts to work for us not the other way around. It doesn't become hard. It doesn't become this like, oh, like push force and grind thing. It becomes easy. It becomes like another thing that's like super easy in your life. Like, do you have a certain belief? Like say, for example, you're always the person that can find a park or always the person that can find exactly what she needs when she goes to the shops or finds exactly what that person will want for Christmas. Like if you have that certain belief about you, whether it's small or whether it's big, it's no different to attracting in money because money again is energy and it's just a belief and it's just a feeling and it's just an emotional coding that you just need to change and adjust and reprogramming to what and reprogram, sorry, to what you want to create it to be. It's no different to, okay, I don't work out in the gym, but I do want to become someone that works out in the gym. So I just need to train that part of myself. Discipline, changing your lifestyle, changing your different habits. So maybe you wake up early and you're able to go to the gym and it becomes part of your identity. This is just going to be something else in your life that just becomes part of your identity. It's not hard. It's not something that just isn't for you. If you want to work at it and if you are open to changing your beliefs and adjusting your beliefs and working on your limiting beliefs and your reprogramming, then you will become someone that easily attracts and holds in money. So it's important to really understand what like become aware of currently where do you sit around money? your beliefs around money, your attachment style to money. Like, uh, do you avoid money? Do you avoid spending money? Do you avoid paying your bills until the last minute? Do you get anxious around it? Do you get anxiously avoidant around it? Or do you feel really, really secure around paying your bills, spending your money, receiving money because you've created a budget, you've got this sort of thing going on. You're like good and you're sweet with it, right? It's about really just unpacking where you are currently so that way you can start to change your money blueprint. So let's go into that. We want to unpack our money blueprint because our blueprint is made up and it is made up of all the things that I've been speaking about earlier and I'm going to go into it like one by one and what you can start to do. And then your blueprint is also what helps you to change because if you start to change your childhood programming, your beliefs, you're going to change your mindset and open yourself up to attracting in more money. If you start to open up your physical environment around money, you're going to open up the physical environment for attracting in more money for like different income streams, different just bonuses popping into your life. Like there is no limit with what you can receive and what you can attract, right? 
So your money blueprint, your money blueprint is made up of what I said before, your childhood programming and beliefs. This is either from your parents, your guardians, friends and society that like really honed in on the beliefs when you were younger, like from about the age of like up to seven is really initially like from the ages of like zero to seven, you're absorbing, you're absorbing, your brain is absorbing everything like a sponge. So imagine like water soaking up like this big, uh, this sponge soaking up this big puddle of water. You are doing that from the ages of zero to seven. So think back and reflect, were you in a really good open expanded environment around freely talking about money, freely talking about what money can do for you and what money can provide and being open to just like wanting to spend your money freely and also wanting to receive your money freely. Or were you brought up in a bit more of a household where it was like kind of in between, like you were kind of like, yeah, I can spend money, but I really got to save, like, and I really got to work hard. And I was like this, and it's like, oh, it doesn't really gel well with you right now. Or were you in a household where you didn't really talk about money? Money was fought, fought about. Money was just this thing that maybe you didn't like talk about. It was like icky. It was not good because it caused family drama. Like there was just so much going on and like so much tension around money. And maybe you don't even realize that this, was happening. Like maybe you don't even realize that actually my parents were fighting around money. They weren't fighting just because they weren't in a very good relationship. They were fight- they were having a fight about money. Maybe you don't even realize that. Like some of the trauma healing that I do, like women and come to me, like clients that come to me, they don't even realize like, oh my God, like I had this issue about like my mom didn't like my mom didn't talk to her. We didn't have a really good relationship, but actually like she was feeling within herself that she wasn't good enough and she wasn't good enough because she wasn't being able to provide for her family or like make money or like, I'm just using this as an example, by the way. So then that way, like the child made that mean, made, made that mean about the relationship with her. That didn't really make sense but I know you get the gist with that, right? Like there are so many different layers behind different childhood programming and different childhood beliefs that you might not even realize about money. Like for example, for me, when I was growing up, it was whenever we tried to, whenever I saw someone was paying either my mom or my nonna back, like just for money, if they got them a gift or like they, they went in for a gift or whatever, whatever it was, like typically it was, they bought someone a present and they just took, like they bought it. So someone owed them half of what they bought the present for, right? And I just remember being brought up hearing, no, 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 no. Don't worry about paying me back. Like it's all good. It's fine. Like no stress whatsoever. So I never actually saw, I always saw my mom and my nonna when they were receiving money saying no to money saying, no, 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 don't worry about it. So then I started to believe, oh, I can't receive money. It's not good to receive money. It's not good to show that I actually want the money, that I actually want to receive the money. So then that brought up different layers around being able to receive money, being able to attract money, being able to hold money, being able to freely want money, being able to freely just like 
own that I do want money in my life. There were so many different layers to it. And then that obviously stemmed into being able to receive other things in my life, receive love and receive and own what I actually wanted. So there were different things and different layers that just stemmed from one aspect of money, which relayed into love, which relayed into sex, which relayed into just owning myself and what I wanted as a person and freely speaking that truth, right? There are so many different like nuances to it. So when you, once you start to unpack that, you start to unpack different things around, okay, what is this making me mean around this part of my life and this part of my life? And maybe like, it's like a little mind map kind of thing. So There's your childhood programming and beliefs around money. But then also, what was your childhood programming beliefs when you started growing up, when you started going to school, when you started hearing from your friends and like exposing to your exposing to yourself other people's beliefs and other people's mindsets and other people's perspectives around money? Because that starts to shape up what your own perspective and your own thoughts about money is, which is number two, what is what makes up your money blueprint? Okay, so what what are your actual own thoughts and beliefs around money? Truthfully, down to your core, what do you believe about money? What are your own thoughts about money? What are your own perspectives? What are your own stories around money? Start to really unpack that for yourself. Start to really just become aware of it. Start to become aware of the language. Start to become aware of how your body feels towards spending money or spending money on certain things, spending money, spending a certain like dollar amount or dollar figure on money, starting to become aware and reflecting and just like noticing, starting to just notice because then your brain becomes receptive to it. And then you can start to see, is this something that I really want to take on? Is this something that's really serving me? Is this something that's really serving me with where I want to go, with what my goals are, with my financial wealth, or just related to everything that you're wanting to do and wanting to achieve this year and beyond this year? Is this something that's actually really serving you as a person and you in your core right now? Or is this something that you are inviting yourself to change and you're inviting yourself to expand yourself into more, right? Okay. The next one is your physical environment around money. This is more so where for you money is held, but it also can go so much more deeper than that, which I'm going to share a little bit more too. So your physical environment around money, how, where are you holding your money? Where are you holding your cards? Where are you holding like your bank accounts and everything? Is it a little bit of a mess? Like your budget as well, like your Excel sheets or your budget planner or your app that you have or whatever it is. Is it something that's really, really clean and really like, oh, like it feels so good and it's so pretty. And it's like, I look forward to spending my money out of my cards because or going into my bank account because it's like, I've got everything so neatly organized. It works for me. It works for what my goals are. I'm respecting money. Is it something that's like just nice and clean and like kind of brings relief in your mind or is it cluttered? Is it messy? Does it, is it a bit of a shit show going on? Like your accounts, where you're spending, where you're bringing money in your wallet. Is it a bit of a mess? Do you have receipts everywhere? Do you have cards that are expired that you haven't got rid of? Like, 
Start to un- start to really clean up and declutter your physical environment. That also includes your digital environment as well, your banking app, your how you do your budget, like spending time as a bit of a money date and budget date and just like financial date, if you will, to start to really open up and expand your relationship with money, right? How you want to be treated essentially is how I want you to start treating money because like that, like another person, this is another energy in your life that you want to respect, that you want to cherish, that you want to attract in. So you need to start leading and you need to start cleaning up and decluttering your physical environment around money in order to say, Hey, I'm creating a really nice safe home to attract more money in because if it's a shit show, if it's a mess, like if you go to someone's house, if you go, you're dating a guy and you go to someone's house and he has a shit show of a room or shit show of a kitchen or shit show, like nothing is organized in his life. Like basically he's not going anywhere. It doesn't really scream. I want to be in a relationship with this part, like with this guy, right? It doesn't scream that. Whereas this guy, if he's like, I'm going to pick you up at eight, we are going here. I want you to wear this type of thing. And then he brings you home and then his house is like, not like, not like, like an interior designer's house, but he's got his shit together, right? That makes you want, that makes you attracted to him so much more. And that makes you want to like, you feel that pull towards that. It's the same thing with your physical home and your physical relationship to money. So let's start working on that. Let's start taking some action steps towards that. Do you need to set a weekly, fortnightly or monthly financial date where you sit down with your money, you take into account how much you're spending, how much you're receiving, what your goals are. Do you need to start to change some things? Do you need to start to clean up your subscriptions? Let's not avoid money. We are not those women. We are not those queens this year. We are the people that are prioritizing our financial wealth and prioritizing our abundant mindset and attracting in and holding in more money. That's the certain type of people. Like imagine this millionaire that avoids money, that is anxiously attached to money. They wouldn't be holding in a million dollars. Like they would hold it for maybe a second and then spend it all. You hear those lotto, the lotto winners that because they aren't coded to having that much money, they get frazzled. They don't have a plan. They don't have a really safe physical home for money. So they lose it, right? They lose it because their body isn't in a safe environment and they haven't provided a safe physical environment for money to come in and to be held in. That is the difference. Okay. Next one is your emotional state towards money. So this, I want you to think around how do you feel around money, right? When you spend, how does your body react? What is your nervous system telling you? What is your body telling you? And what is like your feelings telling you your heart is telling you that you feel around money, right? So once you start to really become aware, like your thoughts and perspective around money. And when you just start to really become aware, oh, actually, when I go to pay this dollar amount or when I go to pay for this, when I go to pay for something for myself, I wince, I get tense, 
I don't like it. It doesn't really feel good. I get hot and sweaty, right? I feel guilty. I start to feel shame around it. Yeah. Start to really become aware, but more so different layer, like a a layer beyond that is start to really articulate what is that meaning for you? What are you making this mean about you, right? You're making this mean if you're like feeling shame or guilt around spending money or spending a certain dollar figure around yourself, I'm making this mean that I'm not good enough to spend money on myself, okay? What else are you making that meaning about yourself? That people can't spend money on me, that I feel shameful around when people spend money on me, that, okay, different layer, that I can't receive money. Deeper layer, I can't receive love. I can't receive in sex. I can't receive, I'm not deserving of this. And I'm not, it, it go layer, 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 layer until you get to like the root of really feeling into your identity. Like you, you, the root layer might be, I'm not deserving. I'm not good enough. That you are attracting and you're making that mean that you are a person, your identity is not good enough. You are not deserving. So it's not just money that is affecting this kind of link towards I'm not good enough. There are so many other root beliefs by this, by you having this as your identity core belief, there are so many thing, other things in your life that you're not going to believe that you are good enough or you are deserving or you are successful or you're a failure around, which it can equal physical health, which can equal body image, which can equal sex, which can equal in relationships, in love, in friendships. Are you constantly comparing yourself? Are you constantly feeling shame around owning what you want to own in the bedroom? Like There are so many different layers that you can start to unpack just from this one thing, right? So once you start to work on your emotional state, even if it's just around money, you can start to unpack so many other things because oftentimes when I work with my clients, it's not the money stuff that we're working on. It's the all the other underlaying shit and the underlaying thoughts and beliefs and old patterns that we're unpacking and realigning so we can get to the core of your truth and the core of who you actually wanna be. So that that way, the symptom of money, let's just say call the money as a symptom because it's not the root belief of you. Money, the symptom, you start to attract in more money. And then because of that, you're building more confidence. You're building more confidence around your health right? Your physical health, your energy, your life, your life force energy, your chi energy, right? Your vibration. And then from there, it starts to linger into your work and you're like more inspired and you've got more ideas and your boss is wanting to promote you and give you a raise. And then all of a sudden there are so many other things that you're like, fuck yeah. Like actually now I've got the money to move out to my dream home. And then you go to your dream location. You're making more friends. You're doing more things in your life that you actually want, how you want to live out, like your dream lifestyle. You meet the man or the woman of your dreams, like whatever it is, there are so many, um, like there's such a domino and there's such a ripple effect to you working on your emotional state even if it is just around money, because there are so many underlaying and underpinning things that don't even, like there's a link, but it's not just about money, right? It's not just about money as we've gathered. Okay, the last one is your limit or your limitless potential around money. 
Like, do you feel like there is a ceiling limit? You are capped around making a certain money per year. And this does and can come from your parents and come from people around you, people in your physical environment. So we know like as we're being brought up in an influencer content creation, very like limitless industry, right? Where we have no limits around the money that we can create because we're providing, we're working more on the value that people are bringing in, not the I'm working X amount. This is what the exchange thing is. Whereas years and years and years ago, like not even like maybe it would have been like five, 10 years ago, whatever, there was a certain cap based on the job that you went into on how much money you could make. Like not to say that obviously like people who are entrepreneurs, people got in, created big companies, but that wasn't completely the norm. The norm now is that you get to be your own boss and you get to create the limitless potential that you want to make around money. But there are certain, there can be certain caps like underpinning thing, like your emotional state towards money, you might not realize that you have a certain ceiling cap uh, around how much money you can make. So that's where we can start to stretch. That's where we can start to expand. That's where we can start to do more uncomfortable things that make us comfortable, haha, make us comfortable around money. Okay, so really starting to articulate just being from this episode, I want you to be more aware around your different money blueprints and start to be aware where you currently sit. Once you're aware of where you currently sit, you can adjust, change, recalibrate into expanding your money blueprint and expanding into someone that attracts and holds in more money with ease. Okay. Now, I wanted to create just a quick step-by-step guide on what you can start to do to attract in more money. So the first thing is the biggest thing, clear any negative trauma and conditioning around money and around your health. So that's what I was saying before, really unpacking the money trauma, the money beliefs, the money reprogramming, getting back to the root, which is what I do with my clients. If you wanna work one-on-one with me, you can do so. You can go to the description below. Um, clearing that, that is going to be the quickest and best way and deepest way that you can really change your money beliefs, your money blueprint, your money, your emotional feelings towards money. So you feel like, okay, cool. This is my new definition. These are my rules. These are my standards. This is my limitless potential. I have no cap. I feel rich in myself right now. Therefore, $20,000 blows into your bank account, not making any sense, right? Five years ago, you're like, how the fuck did this even happen? And this has just shown up just because you worked on your negative trauma around money. There was no certain like hard, quote unquote, hard work. This is just what happens when you start to do the internal work. Because like I said before, money is energy. It is neutral. So you need to change. It's us that adds meaning to it, right? So you need to change your internal beliefs, your internal habits, your internal programming, your internal emotional state and emotional capacity towards money so you can attract in more money and so you can do so with ease and with flow. 
Okay, the second thing, really important, reset your nervous system so you feel safe to attract in and hold in more money. It's all good and well to say, yep, doing the affirmations, doing the cards, doing the journaling and everything. But if your nervous system still has a flight or fight response, you still break into sweats, you still tense up when you go to spend money on yourself or will you go to spend a certain dollar figure on yourself or on whatever, your nervous system is gonna flag that, hey, I'm not safe, this is not safe, I am saying no to this and to this feeling because ultimately your body and your brain wants you to survive and wants to protect you. So it's not gonna give you things that make you feel unsafe and put you in quote unquote danger, even though you're not in any danger, right? Your nervous system is still wired to flag out. Is this, do I need to fight? Do I need to flight? Do I need to fawn? Do I need to freeze? Like, what am I doing here? What is the response here? But if you can reset your nervous system, again, what I do with my clients, if you can reset your nervous system, so you're like, okay, I'm coming back into rest and digest state. I feel safe within myself. And then four, you can start to feel safe to attract in more money, to attract in more wealth, to to spend a certain dollar amount on yourself, to receive a certain dollar figure on yourself, right? So that's really, really important. Clearing any negative trauma and resetting your nervous system. Subconscious reprogramming work so you can transform into someone with an abundant mindset, not a lack mindset. Really starting to do the the mindset work. Like money is such a somatic experience, but it is also a really holistic experience, right? There's your physical environment around money. There's your mindset around money, your mental state around money, your thoughts, your beliefs, right? Which influences your behavior, which influences your attitudes and your actions around money, right? And your habits. Yeah. And then you've got your emotional state around money, your emotional body around money, right? Which is the feeling that I was talking about, which is where like money is coded into your body. Like what is it coded? Like how is it coded? The limit that it's coded to, like if you have a certain dollar figure that you're capped to, you can only make a hundred grand per year, right? 50 grand per year, 200 grand per year. And you're like, this is all like I can because this is only what I saw my parents do. This is my limit. This is my little box because your ego and your brain like to have a yes or no response, a right or wrong response. It's very clear cut, no gray area. I'm either in this or I'm either not in this, right? So it's hard to just kind of like begin to sway that. But once you start to clear negative trauma, reset your nervous system, work on your mindset, everything else becomes easy because you're not doing it the other way around. You're not doing the affirmations. You're not doing the, the things that are like, quote unquote, like trying to change from the outside within you're changing from the inside out. Okay. Which has a deeper transformative response. Okay. La, uh, the fourth one is to create a clean, physical, safe home around money. Get yourself a nice wallet, clean up your wallet, set yourself some money dates. Like I was saying before, go back if you need to with all of my action steps that I was talking about with a physical 
um, home, creating a really nice physical home around money, like make it really fun, make it really inviting, make it like a date, take yourself to a cafe, work on your money, romanticize working on your money, like make it a bit of more of an experience. So you next time it becomes easier for you to want to work on money, want to become get into a better relationship with money rather than avoiding it, rather than feeling anxious around it. Like we don't want to feel that anymore. And it's not going to change unless you start to do those small steps around just being in it, facing it and going with where you are. But just knowing that where you are right now is not going to be where you are in three months time, in six months time but you are going to be in the same state in three months time or six months time or a year or five years. If you don't do anything about it, if you don't change any of your habits, any of your routines, any of your thoughts, beliefs, your emotional patterns, your reprogramming around it, you are not going to get the transformation and you are not going to get the goals the way that you actually want to. And even beyond your wildest beliefs, because you haven't gone and done the deeper work, but also just, Taking a simple action step of cleaning up your wallet or setting yourself a budget or just really listening to more financial resources and working on your financial literacy, right? Okay, last one. Work on creating a limitless potential around money. How we do this is we start to filter out. Filter out the people that tell you you can't make more money, you can't, 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 like a bit more of a lack fixed mindset and start to listen to more people that have a growth mindset, that challenge you, that expand you. What are you listening to with your podcasts? What are you listening to? What are you watching on YouTube? What are you um, watching on Instagram or TikTok and everything like that? There is so much, there are infinite resources available to us that make it a lot easier to expand into an abundant mindset. If you are not capitalizing on the free resources that are out there, then this is going to be, it's going to be really hard for you to attract in and hold in more money because you haven't been able to do this simple basic step, right? Nothing will change unless you change. So I want you to start to work on expanding, listening to more people, opening up your horizons, affirmations, do all of those things that really help because it's really important to be proactive. It's really important to journal. It's really important to do the affirmations, whatever works for you, by the way, affirmations don't work for me, but there are certain times where I'm going on a walk or I'm in the car, I'm in the car or I'm in the shower. And I just start to, I just start to blurt out my new belief, my new beliefs around money or my new intentions around money. And I just start to go into that. Maybe there are mindset, um, not mindset, what are, what are they called? Meditations around money that you can really listen to and that you can take in. Like you don't have to do the big things like clearing any negative trauma and resetting your nervous system. They are fantastic and they are going to be your biggest catalyst for change. However, you can just start small and notice the massive benefits that you can take just from listening to this podcast or just from doing a meditation or just from working on your like journaling and starting to unpack, okay, what are my stories around money? Writing it, writing it, writing it. What is the root? What is the root? Getting to the root and then reframing your mindset saying, fuck that. 
I am choosing this and I'm holding myself to this standard. And then, then from that, what action steps are you taking from that? What habits are you creating from that? Like, what are you doing that promotes consistency and discipline and more so that commitment, that self-commitment to yourself that I am making this change happen for me? Of course, it is going to happen for me because I'm making this change, because I'm putting myself out there, because I'm taking the steps creates momentum, creates confidence. You, you bring up this identity in yourself. Of course I am rich. Of course I am abundance, abundant. Of course I bring wealth. Of course I can attract money. You bring this, you set the tone and you set the standard for what you are saying yes to and what you are saying no to. That is so, so, so fucking important. You just taking a step and you taking action and you setting the tone for what you believe and then just committing to yourself and see yourself in three months, six months, a year from now, how much change you have brought just from that one step. Like even if you just do one thing from this podcast, fucking hell, you are going to be a changed woman from that. And I'm so, so, so excited for you. Okay. Guys, that is it. I hope you got a lot out of the podcast. There was so much value in this episode. So I hope you were taking notes. Go back to this episode, share it as well to anyone who needs to hear it. Everything that I was saying as well, obviously like scratches the surface with what I do with my clients. I am bringing out the more I, (sighs) guys, I have got a little confession. And this is the power of right now. This is what I was talking about with the, the weekly recommendation that I gave to you. But also I am going to make more of a conscious effort to talk about money because what I have realized is I am not yet at the dream financial state that I want to be. However, I have worked and done a lot of work around being the embodiment of money, being the embodiment of abundance. And I have attracted in just some like things like that. Like even without trying the past few weeks, I made $600. And for some of you that might be, oh my God, great. For some of you that might not be a lot, like that might not be a lot, but there were different like $200. There was like a paycheck that I needed to, um, that someone owed me. So I was like, okay, cool. Like let's get that sorted. I sold a pair of my old Birkenstocks online. Cool. That's not old Birkenstocks. Oh my God. That is gross. I never worn them in my life. I didn't have the box for it. I have another one, the same color. I was just selling that. Let's make that clear. And then a client joined. So it's like, cool. Like that is amazing. Without me really trying, I have just attracted in and held in money, right? So I just want you to know that working on your mindset and working on being the embodiment of money is so important. And what I was saying as well, I just felt last year that I couldn't talk about money because I wasn't making a certain amount of money, which I was just a limiting belief. But I really love talking about money. I really love learning about financial literacy. I really love learning and being the embodiment of money because I feel like it can help so many people and so many women and just changes people's lives because money is such a huge currency and there is a lot lot of like lack and a lot of just 
discontent and misunderstanding around money. So I really want to shed light on that. And I know that what I bring to the table is really fucking gold. And I just wanted to share that, that you don't have to be perfect, that you don't have to be your at your dream goal state to pursue something, right? I think we feel like we need to be at a certain point before we can actually take charge on it or before we actually can make it happen for ourselves. Like we wait, 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 wait before we're actually ready for it. But there's never a time that you're going to be ready. You just fucking start. It's the power of doing it right now. So I am bringing out a new kind of program very soon. But if you do want to work one-on-one with me around money and around just unpacking everything, head to the show notes below. Everything is in there. If you do have any questions, reach out to me on Instagram. You can also book in your free discovery call, which is just a free chat with me. We can just unpack where you're at right now, what you want to be working on, what are your goals? And if it happens to be a right fit, then amazing. If it's not amazing, you've took action regardless, right? There is no pressure to join any one of my programs or to work with me if um, it doesn't feel good. And I will let you know if there is a bit of a disconnect as well. Like I'm not gonna just work with you if it's not a right fit and I'll be able to tell that as well. Alrighty, my loves. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for showing love. Message me what you got out of this. Message me what was the biggest takeaway. As always, leave a rating and review and I will see you next week.